I, the most engaged I tend to find myself in is when I'm with a group of people that I can learn from. Mm. I feel like really energized and shaping the future, I think is really cool. As salespeople, we, that, that buzz of doing a deal, that's what you live for, okay? And when you don't have that as often, you have to manage your emotions. When I joined Daniel for the first time, I was like, oh my God, this commission's amazing. I'm gonna be earning a million pounds. It's, it's out there, people are starting to realize, well, hang on, who's the individual that, that orchestrated that sale? Because a brand can't sell a property, a home. It's the individual that does it. Please bear with me. I haven't interviewed many people before, but I'm really looking forward to this one. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Three Entrepreneur Podcast. Well, actually, I should say the Four Entrepreneur Podcast because today we're four people. Welcome two all right it's enough now it's enough <laughs> now okay thank you very much everybody welcome to the three um entrepreneur podcast we are interviewing the three uh entrepreneurs i am filling in because sadly you've had a dropout mm -hmm. and um you know what we wanted to be really what's the word we were looking for authentic super authentic and make sure that you guys know that you get absolutely the people that you expect to see here in front of you being super authentic. So I'm afraid we've been let down. I'm filling in. I've got some questions here. They're petrified. <laughs> They're unbelievable. Trust me, they are unbelievable. They were dabbing their foreheads down because they know what's coming. I'm going to grill them. I'm going to do it in a nice way. Don't panic. Um, so please bear with me. I haven't interviewed many people before, but I'm really looking forward to this one. <laughs> How does it feel to be on the other end of an interview? Now you're the interviewer. Rather well, I interview, I've interviewed you before and I've interviewed <laughs> well, Reggie before. No, that's why you're a DRE. No, it feels Did interview me fine. though. You're more like, when can you start, please? <laughs> I was looking Give for a that. gopher, like leave me alone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now, um, my first question to you all, and we're gonna bounce around, and I'd like your view on, a, on, on all these topics, but every single one of you has an opinion. The world's full of opinions. So the first one I've got here for you is, um, why haven't you had any women on the podcast? Ooh, okay, I've got this one. So we've only just started bringing on guests to the podcast. Out of respect, we thought that we would bring on our CEO, Mr. Super Prime, um, as the first guest speaker. We thought it would be a nice thing to do. You obviously agreed. The person who you're filling in for today is a woman. So... So your next guest was going to be a woman? Yes. No, yeah. Okay. Well, going to be a woman. Actually, Unfortunately, okay. something came up. I, she couldn't I, make it. I, I actually, just to add, I think, so I was at a um, semi-networking charity event last night. Um, and in the room, there was 15 people, 30. It's a real estate charity uh, event. There was 13 guys and two, two girls. Norwood. Norwood, yeah. And we were talking about a panel. Kim was there, wasn't she? Kim? She was, yeah. We were talking about a panel and one of the things that we were um, trying to get an understanding of was of, of how we can get women nominated in the real estate world. And I don't think it's about our podcast. I think women in real estate is an issue. You know, if you look at... Um, sorry, what do you mean by women in real estate is an issue? Sorry, sorry. Wow. Sorry. The, the lack if we cut that Benji. up, the way you cut up my interview, <laughs> if we cut that up, you're going to get a lot viral. of watching Benji, it. remember, don't speak your mind. Okay? <laughs> the, lack the lack of, of, yeah. of women in, in you know, senior positions in real estate is mm. atrocious. And I think it's something that needs to be worked on. I mean, it's something we're very aware of in terms of our podcast. 
but in truth, you know, we were struggling to get a list of influential women in real estate to sit on this panel and it's a problem. So, so okay, fine. I get that. I totally respect that view. I, I also agree with it partially. I'll tell you what I think in a second, but it's a nice way for you to pretty much tell everyone out there that mm. if you're in real estate and you're a woman, yeah, or someone from the BAME community, you'd like to hear from them because there's mm, not much definitely. representation. Yeah, definitely. But, I, but I would say a couple of things. <clears throat> I think the businesses have done better in, in promoting women, uh, the big businesses, because they've just got more staff, right? Mm. So I think they've done better at promoting um, women through the business. I don't just think it's a female-male thing, right? Um, I also think it's confidence in doing something like this, right? They have to feel comfortable mm. in talking to the public and not being concerned that their boss back home is gonna have an issue with the fact that they've got an opinion too. Mm. And uh, that's, that's, a tricky, that's a tricky thing to sort of have the confidence to do. Mm. Yeah? Yes. We, I, I, you know, as someone who runs a business and you guys are part of it, um, am I a bit concerned about what you guys are gonna talk about? I mean, like, possibly, but like it's a free world. Mm. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Mm -hmm. We know that, right? Ollie knows that because of the the, his, the guy who who's trolling him on social media. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call your turnip? Use a, use a one six nine four six. Yeah, yeah. So. I've had yeah turnip. I've had, <laughs> <laughs> the last one was knobhead. Uh, I think he's. Put, I think Helmet. the last one. No, the last one was actually. I think even better. I think he said. I put my. I put, my, I put this on to put my son to sleep. Oh wow! So that's how I like it, but that's, that's good. great. That's, I've, I've actually applauded it. I yeah, think it's amazing. You're, you're, add, yeah. you're adding value to I've his life. I've almost invited him to the podcast. Alex's <laughs> one on um, on the three entrepreneurs one because you know on TikTok you can have background music. Yeah. The oh, guy yeah, someone comments saying, up. "Can you turn the background music up over your voice?" <laughs> <laughs> we won't. We won't say what your response was. We, I tell you what, though, we should definitely talk about you know protecting yourself over social, yes. social channels. So, so let's come back to that yeah, point. I'll make a note. Yeah. Okay. The other thing is. There's three of you, you're, you're in an environment which is relatively competitive. Mm -hmm. I still think that we work <clears throat> as a team, right? Even though you're all independent. Would you, would you say that's, yeah. would you say that's fair? Very fair. That's true. <clears throat> um, okay, so if you had to pick one of you to represent you in the sale of your home, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, mm -hmm. yeah? Who would you pick out of you three? Can we pick ourselves? No. Oh. So it's out of these two. I have to pick out of these two. Yeah. Oh, Ollie, you know, um, you know who you're going to pick. <laughs> Go on, just say it. No, on. Inf um, no influencing, please, Alex. Uh, I, I've got massive respect for these two. I would pick Benji in the sale of my property. Mm -hmm. um, the only reason being for, with Benji uh, is probably more his sales experience. Um, mate, you, mate, you just, you're like, that's just such an easy play. That's just such an, oh, yeah, but he's done more sales <coughs> and he's done more letting. No, I, mean, I like, think... Me and me and me and Benji, we almost finish, finish each other's sentences sometimes in pictures. I think we're very much aligned in the I'm way. Not, that, sure not saying thing. that Alex is not. And not. I've come to Alex in a second. Um, so, I think I would pick Benji on the on the sales side. However, um, there's been many instances where I've come to Alex to ask for some uh, entrepreneurial, creative ideas. Okay. Um, and Alex has come up with some amazing ideas on things. Um, so I think like you said before, very much teamwork in this office, even mm -hmm. though we're all split up and we've got all individual listings and some we co-broke with, I know that I can come to Alex mm -hmm. at any point in time and he'll offer me some great advice. Like I do hopefully versa, vice versa to Alex. Mm -hmm. Okay. That You're not allowed that reason, the sales and lettings reason again. Okay. okay. If you had to adopt an advisor Simple to represent you. Yeah. Yeah. So Benji, you're next. <laughs> um, 
I I echo a lot of what Ollie says in terms of, you know, we, on the sales side, we, yeah, we finish each other's sentences. I think, I think it depends who the client is in truth. I think no, Alex, you're the client. Yeah, oh, I'm you're the client. You're, you're selling, selling, you're selling your, your home. Who are you going to point? Me I or thought, Ollie? I thought you meant me as the agent yeah. who no, no. I co-list with. No. Um, I think just purely because of the sales experience, I'd no, say. No, you can't do that. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Start again. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, think I, I think I would say Ollie. It's a very difficult, difficult question. Why Ollie? Why Ollie? I think Ollie is... Ollie, not, and it's not to say that Ollie isn't or Alex isn't. Go on, just say it. Ollie is, Ollie's on, what Ollie's wrong? one of the best... Um, What's Ollie got that I haven't? One of the best negotiators Height. and one of the best agents yeah. I've come across. He has this skill that he can um, talk to someone in a very calm manner. You know, never lets um, the emotions calm. get the better of him. So I let emotions get the better of me. And, <laughs> <laughs> and is, is always, you know, I see what you've done here. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's always nice. <laughs> is always very calm and collected. And you know, many traits that I am, you know, trying to um, get under my, you know, armory. Um, and I look up to you. Oh, mate, and and you know, with Alex as well, there's a Why? lot. Why? Why? Why do you want his skills? Who's made more? Who's who's who's? Alex, just stop. You, Sometimes yeah, you don't you know have what? to speak, dude. Forget it. Sometimes <laughs> silence right. is a superpower. No, I. Th but there's there's you know the, what I've always done, and I've, I'm fortunate. I've always had really good negotiators around me, and I think the same is said for upstairs. I always try and listen to what everyone says. There's a lot of that you do that I try to replicate. Like like um, you know the the carefree, jovial side of things, which I'm, I go in and I'm sometimes too serious. Mm. You know, you're always super relaxed, super chilled. You know, you don't, not saying you don't take it too seriously, but some clients that I've been, they gravitate towards that. Mm. Whereas I go in with my stats, my figures, my facts, and sometimes that's not always the best I case. Think that's, I think that's a really important point for people that are listening to this. If they are um, professionals in the industry, there's a different approach to different kind of clients. Yes. And if you are a client listening to this or a potential client moving forward, your brokers, your agents, your advisors have all different strengths. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Some could be really analytic, analytical mm -hmm. about things. Some could be more jovial. You might just want to have fun. Mm -hmm. I've got clients that just want to spend time with me and buy real estate because it's fun. Shopping with mm -hmm. friends. Yeah, believe it or not. <clears throat> yeah, shopping with friends. Alex, go for it. <sighs> You've got to sell your 20 million pound home. Do I have to pick one of them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's just pissed <laughs> off. I am. I feel I'm going to start Come my on. own podcast after this. <laughs> or you could just, dude, dude, or you could just either just improve. Yeah. Or, or, uh, or you could just pay them off or just Very sack clever them. question. You though. could sack them. Thank you. Yeah. You could sack Thank you. Very good question. Um, do you know what? Because I, I, I have, uh, I'm going to use this as an example. I know you said if I was to sell my own home, who would I appoint? Mm -hmm. um, I've obviously pitched for listings and got listings that I work with you on only and then you on only and then I brought both of you on to them together mm. that we work on as a three mm. um, so I think it depends on the client so some clients no you are the client you're the client that's what I was trying you to can't choose you, you can't choose right. your buyer well, if I'll, you know you both know that in some situations I'll have you only or you only and then both of you in some situations but Good if caveat. I was but in the, this situation if Good I caveat. was the client thank you because um, I'm a nice person um, if I was the client and I was selling my home I would probably pick Benji. Why is that? I think he's got a bit more pizzazz. There's a bit more sparkle there. Yeah, a bit more sparkle. <laughs> 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 
Okay. Okay, that's. I think. <laughs> Go on. I think that's really. I think that's good to know. Okay. Um, what attributes would you like to learn from one another? I think Benji just mentioned a few about Ollie. Obviously, there's none about me. But. No, that's not no, true. He not, said I that. I said a couple. Alex is very. Alex is a very sensitive soul. Yes, yeah. I am. So hold on. Excuse me. I am the person running this podcast. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I ask sorry. questions. Alex is a very sensitive soul, and behind his humour is a very, very soft person, mm. right? Mm. You know, with Spartan blood. <laughs> if you look at Alex's Instagram account, I never quite understood <laughs> yes. that. I just yeah. thought that was. Cool. <laughs> I said that. Just in like Spartan blood. I was just like, okay, whatever. Um, it's amazing what people. <laughs> It's amazing how people <laughs> describe themselves. Actually, that's a good one. As as a real estate professional, um, how would you describe? <laughs> your are we are we answering the first question of what 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 would we like to? No, this one. Okay. If you're if you were going to describe your particular skill set, yeah. Okay. What you're good at and what you do, mm -hmm. how would you describe it? Within real estate. Yeah. Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I think I have a. I'm very good at building trust and relationships with everybody. And I feel that I am able to then use that to my advantage when I need something or when I'm trying to sell something. What makes you think that you are good at building trust with people? Um, I feel that everybody that has always spoken about me or has always come to me first, maybe in certain situations, I've always been able to pick up the phone to someone to try and ask for a favor, get into a property first whatever it may be, get some intel on a, on, a, on a seller that helps my purchaser and I always get that information. Okay. Which I think is, in, is invaluable when, especially in the real estate world of collaboration and trying to be ahead of the game and finding properties on and off market and knowing that to be in the, the, the next step ahead of people. So you're, you're, what you're, you're gauging your trust levels yes. or trust equity with people <clears throat> is feedback mm -hmm. yeah, and access. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is which is a great way of doing it. Mm -hmm. Also, repeat business because you get quite yes. a bit of repeat yeah. business. I mean, I you came yes. into the business and brought yeah. quite a bit of business with you, which yeah. is great. Benji, remind me the actual question. How are you going to describe your attributes or what you do? Forgetful. My attributes, I would say. Great memory. Yeah, <laughs> one of my my strongest attributes is my efficiency. Um, I agree with that. Always being available i mean as i'd probably say it's also perhaps one of my weaknesses in my personal life well um, hold on hold on let's just stop you there when you say always always you're always being available like i'm just going to tell you from my personal experience that sometimes i've tried to reach you and you've either been on the on the golf course <laughs> or you've been on the football pitch or you've been playing tennis or you've been abroad um sometimes you are unavailable just to put it out there so I would agree with that in some instances. Benji thought being an independent agent was going on holiday and doing a little bit of work afterwards. Going back to <laughs> a second point of yeah, my... A little bit red. A, se a second point of my attributes, because it's so hot in here. A second point of my attributes, I would say, is that I'm a quick learner. So okay. going back to your point, um, since that occasion, which I know you're referencing, yeah. when you tried to call me on a golf course, I haven't since played... Golf, golf. midweek. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Midweek. He's like, he's like, I can't even watch it. <laughs> I, was, I, my was, clubs. I was so scarred. So no, so, I, you know, I've learned from that situation. You know, we've spoken recently because I've had, um, you know, a few holidays booked. So my next holiday, I'm cutting short. No, but you could do whatever you want. I know I can do whatever I want, but I'm also a quick learner. So I 
will do things and a lot of these things are new for me being self-employed and I am a quick learner. So that would be another of my attributes. So efficient and a quick learner. Quick learner. My final one would be results driven. So when I say something, I'll get it done. And I'm also confident in my ability to, you know, if we're talking about real estate, get the property sold or rented. Okay. Or bought. Or bought. Yeah. Okay, cool. Alex of Agora, Spartan blood. (laughs) (laughs) I am Sparta. Um, where do I start? How long do we have left? <laughs> My strengths are the following. I just don't seem very humble saying this. I don't know. Is this really a good exercise? Yes. Uh, Can you please answer the question? You're on my podcast right now. <laughs> okay, fine. Here we go. I Firstly, I feel like I present myself very well. Yep. I dress well, so first impressions, if we start from the first impression when I meet someone new, mm-hmm. or say a new client, I think that's step number one. Um, I would say my biggest strength is sales. Um, and I know you say, this can sometimes be perceived as a bad word, but manipulation. I feel like I can manipulate certain situations, but in a good way, and use it to our clients' advantage. I learned that from when I was in stockbroking or a junior stockbroker and commodities broker. We learned the straight line method before The Wolf of Wall Street came out as a film. Jordan Belford's straight line method. What is that? Getting someone from here, point A to point B, and then they would veer off the track we wanted them to get to. So we'd close that door and then close that door and you continue closing to get them to point B, which is the sale. Um, we'd had a sheet of rebuttals. <coughs> I'm not ready to invest right now. I've been thinking about it. Spoke to my accountant, spoke to my wife. I don't think I should do it. Um, and we would always agree. I understand what you're saying. And then say, however, or be that as it may, blah, 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 blah. Boom. And then turn them around. So I've applied those skills mm. to face-to-face sales like we do, backed by an asset I believe in, which is real estate as opposed to stocks, which can go up, down, wherever. No one really knows. Um, and I feel like I've done pretty well out of it. So I'd say, well, that's one of my biggest strengths. Being able to befriend people very quickly. Okay, I know you're going to say that I cross the line I'm not saying very anything. often. I, know I, can, I can hear your voice in my, in my head. Uh, Starts with especially. a W. <laughs> what, wanker? John. <laughs> 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 when, when, uh, there's a line that I'm still trying to learn. You know, I, I sometimes cross with people. I get too friendly or pally-pally with people. Uh, and you shouldn't be like that too much. Otherwise, they don't respect you. So that's something I'm working on. But I would say befriending people very quickly is a strength of mine. Um, and just the whole sales process. I feel like I'm very good at, uh, I'm a very, very hard worker. I wasn't very clever at school. Um, I was smaller at school. I know it's hard to believe now of my, my size Alex, now. But when I was younger, I was much smaller. <laughs> so I, I, the only way I could make up for it was really to <laughs> outwork my peers or my colleagues when I got into the workplace. Um, and just make more calls than them, which meant I'd do more viewing to them, get more offers than them, and get more deals done than them. I think that's a. I think that's a, obviously a great way to succeed for anybody, regardless if you're small or tall or whatever, right? Yeah. And remember, you have got Spartan blood. I do. So, like, that means that you. I feel just like you're jealous of my Spartan blood. You're going to be worried. Blood. I'm not. I'm just fascinated <laughs> by it. I would love to have what a better like understanding. I'd like to know everything about Spartan blood. Okay. So, have you seen Three Hundred, the film? <laughs> you're going to quote. You're going to quote this Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yeah, go on. No. Is that I am Spartan? Ger- Gerald. Oh, Gerald Butler. Gerald Butler. Yeah. Gerald Butler. Well, I'm Greek, right? I, and I've got Cypriot and Greek blood in me, Spartan blood. If you know about Spartans, they're very hard people. You know, we get through shit. And you, you know, have we that. eat through walls. 
Yes. <laughs> you've he's got it, now he's for got it in abundance. Like in his abundance. tzatziki. Tzatziki? Tzatziki. That's a dip. Tzatziki, yeah. What's that? It's a yogurt dip. It's a yogurt, <laughs> it's a yogurt, yogurt dip. <laughs> it's a yogurt dip. <laughs> I prefer yeah. Tara. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> can you guys explain to me what you're seeing in our market professionally? Not about what the market's doing, but professionally, what you think is going on in our industry? It's changing completely. Yeah, what, what does that mean? Um, I was on the phone to a client talking about this um, today, um, asking about a specific company that is semi-brokerage that's taking a lot of these um, strong agents from the big corporates and bringing them all together. I think it's changing as far as the importance of the individual mm -hmm. is much more powerful than the importance of the corporate brand which has historically been the most important thing. You'd go to a Knight Frank, you'd go to a Savills because, well, you have to, it's Knight Frank, it's Savills. But then actually um, with technology and with the data that's out there, people are starting to realize, well, hang on, who's the individual that, that orchestrated that sale? Because a brand can't sell a property, a home. It's the individual that does it. So <coughs> I think the key change is the, the importance of the individual. And with that is the emergence of the brokerage versus the agency model which we have done a podcast on previously so it's changing completely and i think we're going mm. through and perhaps spearheading this paradigm shift in, yeah. in real estate i think the collaboration is is becoming more and more at the forefront of of marketing mm -hmm. um whereas before you know you s these corporate companies would get a, an instruction and sit there and send it to their buyers and that's all they would want to deal with the it's all from almost flipped on its head now you know you have to leverage off every other broker every other brand out there to be able to maximize the exposure for your client so now when we get a listing on we have to speak to every single agent not just yep. domestically but globally correct and um i still feel that there's a lot of um a lot of negativity from these big corporate companies to do that and even when I have. I don't think it's just the corporate companies, by the no, way. No, I don't. Yeah, I, I agree. And smaller, mm. smaller boutiques too. But what I've seen is a lot of negativity of when even when I've tried to speak to agents to offer them to be ambassadors for my listings or come and preview. I I've got a new instruction, Hyde Park. Yesterday I had a nine to eleven, and I must have called ten different agencies to invite them to come and see the listing so they can see it what for themselves. I showed four people, four agencies around out of the ten. Three of them didn't want didn't want anything to do with it. Why? They're like, they're too busy. I'm too busy. I've got, no, no, you know, too busy. I don't, I've seen it before. I've, I've known of it or something like that. It was all excuses. And what does that go to show? Sorry, I know this is your show. No, no, of course. It, go, goes, it, to it show goes to show that people aren't open-minded now to the approach of um, of where I think the industry is going. But also, they don't care about the buyer. Because if they did, they'd want to go and see the stock so that they can work with buyers to bring them into that property as well. So you know what happens in, in, uh, in the US? Because they've run this brokerage mm. model for, for yes. decades yeah. now. So on... Tuesdays, I think it's called Caravan. Yeah, the Caravan. Yeah. And what happens is all the agents on a Tuesday get in their cars. There is something that's posted in the newspaper, mm. right, the week before to say, all these are open houses. You can go see these properties, book yourself in. Yeah. I'm sure it's done on digital channels now and whatnot. Mm. And they go and have a look at these properties every Tuesday so mm. they understand the inventory. Mm. So when they're out meeting the clients, they can say, oh, I saw this house. I know it's off market, but mm. so on and so on and so on. You should come and have a look at it. Yep. I've been there with my own eyes. Sometimes now they're even creating content in there. Yep. So the right. agent who's marketing the property has all these agents marketing the properties for them. Mm. Yeah, because it gives their client a better chance to sell. Mm -hmm. Just depends on the strategy of sale. Mm. But I think that's a really valid point. Yeah. And I think just on that, I think that's why it's so exciting <clears throat> with... I think in not only the, the, the industry changing with the tech that we have the disposal of with 
you know, the use of ADVSR. I was speaking to some friends who went to some open houses in the States and they literally walk in, have a look around, get a few photos for the Instagram and leave. And there's no follow up. There's no real, um, mm. it's not, a, it works in the States, mm. but what I think when, when the, the, the mentality changes in the UK that brokers won't think like that, they'll mm. think, okay, great, I'm gonna go and see it. Mm. We then have ADVSR, which allows us as the, the broker of that listing to follow up easily mm. and send that listing, the images, high resolution content to that broker with their branding on so they can then yeah. distribute it to their agents. Yeah. In the States, whilst the model is up and running and working there, they don't have the tech that we have to support them. To support yeah, to support them. them. Yeah. So when the shift happens, which we're in the middle of now, I think us as agents at DVRE yeah. Global with the use of ADVSR and then other agents will have the use of it, it's just a winning formula in my opinion. So, but also I think it's bigger. I think what I've started to look at is we're not just looking at just brokers. I was, you know, I had a coffee this morning with a lawyer. I wanted to come to this point. Yeah, go ahead. And nowadays we are so like small minded into looking at just real estate and then now we've started to venture out into all oh, other agents and now we need to collab now we need to also look at influencers of um surveyors lawyers wealth managers and i sat down with this this solicitor this morning and i said i want him to come to all of my brokers opens because he holds clients he's he's the typical he's a he's a lawyer who loves to get to know his clients he's befriends his clients forever trust lawyers the most well anyone in this sphere of influence yeah like we've always said someone has a sphere of influence and it might be their might be their real estate advisor it could be their lawyer could be their mortgage broker their architect whoever it may be so now we need all of these other you know sectors within the industry within the real estate market to be able to come in and also influence because they can help mm. us market to their clients who hold trust. Mm. Yeah. We don't mind if a, if a buyer gets introduced to us via their gardener, their dog walker, it doesn't matter. But we have to find that buyer and how we find that buyer is via that person. And it's not just in this minuscule sector yeah. of oh, I need the broker down the road. And he was like mind blown by that. He was like, of course I should be, yeah, I should be doing that. We need him. Well, he's quite entrepreneurial as well. Yes. Because he works in a, in a company that is a plug and play, a bit like DDRE. Mm. Um, Okay, I think that we covered that point. My next question for you guys is, when you're working in an organization, you're getting paid a salary, and I know you've talked about this before, you sort of have that comfort zone, and you, you don't really succeed and hit stars, you sort of succeed within that environment, mm. and you've decided to move, move into a different place uh, where there is no glass ceiling, yeah? You can go as far as you want to go. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But with that, there's downside. With everything in life, there's upside and downside. So I, I'd like us to be really honest with people mm -hmm. about how do you deal with the fact that it could take you weeks or months to do a deal? Like, how do you deal with that? It's really, really hard. hard. Yeah, I think that really hard. That for me was the hardest shift. How often did you do a deal before? Uh, we would probably do 50 deals, 60 deals a year. So each, we would each person? Uh, no, no, as an office. As Obviously, an office. I ran How many salespeople? No. Uh, I had like one negotiator. So I would right. personally probably do 30 sales a year. Probably did, average two or three a month. So I did one to two a week lettings in Covent yeah, Garden. I mean, that's that's such high volume. Yeah. yeah. So imagine going from that to yeah. this. Well, that, that was, and that was the one snippet that when I met you, Daniel, and we were talking about, you know, obviously me coming on board, it, 
the analogy of I was used to boom, 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 and getting that, you know, deal done, deal done, deal done. And now you go from boom, boom. Well, and for you, it's more like boom. Um, hey look did first one in 10 days um no look and and i think that it's the psychological um yeah but how do you deal with that as sales people we that that buzz of doing a deal that's what you live for okay and when you don't have that as often you have to manage your emotions and you have to manage your energy levels and everything else around you. And not just mental, though, also your actual money. I was going to say, you have You've to manage, manage your money, yeah. which is something I wasn't very good at before. Yeah. So I've had to, I've had to become good at it. Yeah. When I joined Daniel for the first time, I was like, oh my God, this commission's amazing. I'm going to be earning a million pounds. If I got that first deal we did every single month, I would have been earning like about a million pounds a year. I said to my parents, oh my God, I'm going to be earning a million pounds with Daniel. <laughs> uh, That's when Alex liked me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was used to like everything, everything that would come in before when mm. I was at CBRE or Portico, wherever I was at, I was spending it all. Yeah. And I had, it, I had to change, which was very hard, mm. especially a young man living in London who grew up in kind of a nice area and wants to show his peers and his old school friends, you know, fuck you, I've done really well now. You know, it's very hard to tone that down, yeah. not mm. show it, not mm. show your wealth. Mm be you know live uh what, what do you, what's it called again living beyond below your means, means. beyond be, below no no living below your means is hard oh sorry yeah 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 so i don't think it's yeah. hard <coughs> no well, i don't think living it, it was for me it, yeah well it depends <laughs> i think there's an Everyone's element of, different yeah but i also think there's an element of maturity like we're mm. all maturing yeah right like even i'm maturing to a certain extent like no one's the perfect fit all the time mm. you know you speak to clients you you'll go and meet your clients who are very successful and you think they've made it and done it and that's it you know, they're still working on themselves too. That's mm. often a lot of people don't think about that. Mm. The clients aren't finished product. You know, that's not how it works. Mm. You're always learning. You're always growing. Um, I think living beneath your means is very healthy. I've done that for many, many years. It enabled me to set up the business, thank mm. God, right? Mm. Um, and I think it's a really valid point, what you've just said. I think it's unbelievably valid that managing your wealth also becomes a skill that you have to learn. Mm. Mm but it's a good skill to learn because you can manage that throughout the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Whether you choose to go into corporate agency or independent or become an artist, mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter because you learn discipline about doing things with your money, when you should do it, how you should do it, how you need to protect yourself, but also how you need to invest in yourself. Yes. That I mm -hmm. think is extremely valuable. Yeah. And you become a better advisor. Yeah, of course you do. Well, I think that when you have the responsibility of your own wealth, and you're the king of your own castle and you create your own destiny, I think that you can appreciate a little bit more as to what other people are going through in their lives, like mm. when they're selling their home and all of a sudden they're going to be very liquid, but then what might they be doing with that money? Will they put that in a separate investment? Will they mm. put it in an ISA? Are they gonna put it in stocks and shares? Mm. You know, Now all of a sudden you're getting a much wider view of what wealth looks like. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's really healthy. Mm you just have to be prepared in the first little while to know that it's going to be a bit painful and you can yeah. make mistakes and, yeah. and mm, then yeah. you don't make those mistakes again yeah. you know you, you have to learn from them yeah. mm -hmm. but you're um you're all in very serious relationships yeah yeah we're all engaged yeah you're you're all in very serious relationships how do your partners support you through this up and down because you know previously when you worked in corporates you were just frustrated you make enough money now you're concerned that you might not make enough money and you're super ecstatic that you're making a shit ton of money. Yeah, so mm. how do your partners help you through that process? 
I, I mean, I would probably say, <clears throat> um, and I didn't answer the question before, so I'll try and tie it into this. I wouldn't be where I am without Talia. I truly think that she's my sounding board. Going back to your previous question, um, it can be incredibly hard, you know, being self-employed as an agent, you know, coming from a salary. You know, the previous business I was in, I was there for nine years. You know exactly what you're getting paid at the end of the month. You might top it up with the odd deal or here or there. Um, and it's, you know, you're, you know exactly what you're, you're getting into. Obviously, now where we are, we have the opportunity, as you said, with the glass ceiling to, you know, earn as much as we want to earn. But that's when the market's good. And we all know the market is in a, in a tricky place at the moment. Um, you know, the summer has been relatively quiet with a lot of people away. Um, and, you know, learning how to manage your finances when you're never taught how to manage your finance. You know, no one's taught that at school. Mm-hmm. Um, which is bonkers, isn't Which it? is yeah, bonkers, bonkers and something we've spoken about. Before, yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, ultimately when I'm sure Ollie and Alex can agree, you know, you feel on top of the world when you do a good sale and, you you know, you see the bank transfer, you know, come through and you get a bit happy and you get a bit excited. Um, and I think that's where Talia comes in and, and, and brings me back down to earth because, you know, for the first time in my life, I've, um, you know, seeing numbers come through on paychecks that I've never seen before. And it can be very difficult to, it can, sorry, it can be very easy to get carried away. Um, so I think Talia supporting me from that side and giving me the strength to... What does know, that look like when you say supporting you? Um, telling me telling me no we're not going on that holiday we're not doing this we're changing this date we're doing this we're doing that oh, I don't God. want you I don't want you to buy me this you know because I I work my nuts off so I can you know live a nice lifestyle but then because it's the first time that I've been self-employed I don't know when my next paycheck is going to come so for me I'm learning how to manage my finances and I think I perhaps maybe you know got a bit ahead of myself um and <clears throat> But as you said, you go through these things, you learn and, you know, please God for the next, you know, I'm 30, I'm about to be 30, you know, from 30 to 40, please God will be the, the maybe the peak of my career. And if I'm learning now in, in being with you for a year and a half, being self-employed and that's okay. But in terms of how Talia supports me, she keeps me grounded um, and doesn't let but me does carried she, away. Does she, does she not cook dinner for you if you've been a naughty boy and you've got <laughs> a holiday when she shouldn't? No, no, but I'm being serious. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I fully appreciate that, that, you come here it can be a really fun environment it can be a stressful environment you know you you pick to you pick to be here and mm. your partner's in it with you yeah mm. so i mean what what do they say to you what do your partner say to you i think my um my 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 partner she's so supportive she knows when to ask me questions and when not to she know, she can tell like I mean, when you're in a relationship with someone you can tell when your partner needs to pick me up you know when they may be annoyed and they need a little bit of time on their own. Um, so I think she's amazing at being able to manage my what I'm going through at that period of time. But for me personally, obviously I've got a little boy, you know, Alfie, who's going to be three years old in the, in the next couple of weeks. Mashallah. My, she, yeah, she, my missus is like a superwoman. She's a superwoman. She works full, she's a, you know, fully employed and she picks up Alfie, takes him to school, she does do dinner more dinners regularly than I cook. I hold my hands up to it. She understands the you know 
that our job is not a nine to six and that I have to pick up a call at 10, 11 o'clock at night or we have to get in early. And I've got, yeah, I was doing viewings till half past eight last night, not get back till 10. So she has, to, she's like the support mechanism. Do you think you'd be in the same place you are today 100%, without her? 100% no. 100% no. And also because when I was younger, you know, I came out of, of school. And I did okay, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Didn't want to go to university. And I was like, oh, he's doing nothing with his life. And she was still with me at that time. She was like, no, no. Like she was supported me throughout that time. That's, and really, like, that's really interesting, that's, isn't it? Which was amazing. Yeah. When she could have like everyone was thought, you know, I, I remember her friends going, oh, he's not doing anything with himself. You know, and I look back at like what I'm doing now, where I'm in my life with what I own and my asset and my job and my career and my, what I want to be in the future. And I would say I'm outperforming those people now. Mm. She was there from day one, you know, and I'm not rich, nowhere near it, but I'm rich in what I have in where we are in my, in, in it my life now. depends on what your benchmark yeah, against. Bench you are yeah, rich. Yeah, very friend. much so, very much so. Mm. So I would never be where I am now if I didn't well, have I, Alex. I, I think that... Um, this this concept of wealth, right, is is absolutely misguided. Yeah. Yeah. I would say ninety percent of the world has uh, are less fortunate than you guys, mm. right? And the it's what you tell yourself and the perception you tend to have is going to dictate your future. So when I was young, I would definitely benchmark against my friends and go, "Well, they're doing better than me." Now I never really feel that way. Mm because I think it's more important that you choose to learn from everybody around you. I really do. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be in this position if I hadn't learned from all the people in the US and in Australia and other places around the world where I've met these people. I didn't go, oh, they're making more money than me. I mean, they were mm. drastically, mm. but I learned from them and that's the way to improve. Yeah. It's like saying, it's like when Benji said, well, I want to, um, uh, you know, there's there's no glass ceiling, you know, I'll, I'll earn what I want to earn or something like that you said earlier. You will earn what your skill set enables you to earn. I.e. the more you learn, the more you earn. The more you learn, yeah. the more, the better you become at executing whatever it is you are choosing to do, the more successful you will be and with success comes money. Mm, it's a byproduct. It's a byproduct. <coughs> yeah. So, Personally, I'm never really concerned about capital, cash, money, moolah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I just want to continue to do better. Yeah, and a, a really, that's an amazing point. I also think it's sometimes taking yourself out your comfort zone. You know, at well, my you guys have done that though. Oh yeah, yeah. that's the same. When I first joined you, I was having panic attacks. Do you remember? <laughs> a massive but imposter syndrome. It, uh, hang on. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. You'll all, you're all suffer with it. It's a good thing, though. Mm. I think I agree. You know, you want to learn from people. You're older than the three of us. Thanks. <laughs> and Not combined. By loads. <laughs> my, my point being, it, it's easier to, you know, I've got 15 years to go to get to that seat. And it's easier to say, you know, I would love to just, you know, learn from everyone and it, but it can be difficult no you know it's it's a mental no, it's yeah. you, it's your approach to your life we don't have a relationship where we sit here and go yes you're right and we baby step around one another because we want to go really far and we want to do it in the in the right pace right tempo we can't have a relationship if we're just going to just softly softly with one another mm -hmm. yeah mm. so i don't agree with that and let me just explain 
15 years ago, I never had an opportunity to learn from somebody who was very, very, very good at what they did, who had a, so much experience that, that it was just so easy to learn and therefore speed up and accelerate their, their opportunity of success. You would have to be super smart to get to somebody who's at the top of the industry, mm. right? Because they would have to pay for you to be next to them. And the only reason they would do that is by saying, is by you coming out of university with A stars in physics and whatever else it may be. You all now have the opportunity to learn from some of the wisest people on the planet. Mm. Because you can go onto social media, depending on what your algorithm is delivering to you, you can go onto social media and learn a shed ton of information mm. from other brokers around the world that may not have the tagline Mr. Super Prime or whatever it may be. Some of the best agents in the world sell 200,000 um, pound houses mm. in middle America, right? It is your choice as to whether or not you want to be a consistent learner by being inquisitive. Mm. And I can assure you, I promise you this, that it's great now because we've got an opportunity and we've got some very wise people upstairs and here in the creative team that we can learn from a lot of different people. But it is your attitude now of who can you learn from and what can you can understand better and then how can you execute better. Yeah. And that is n that's not an age thing now. It's absolutely, you, you've got access to insane amounts of information. Mm. That's something that you have to grasp and go for, manage your money, manage yourself. Yeah. Right? Your wives and girlfriends are there mm. because they're living their life, but they've chosen to support you. Mm. And you've chosen to support them. Mm. But they definitely get it in the neck from you guys every now and again, right? Har mind you, Harriet, Harriet definitely wears her trousers in your relationship, <laughs> 100%. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say about my love life. He doesn't want to say, I don't want to say about your love life. Okay. Yeah, no, it's completely um, true. If you were going to, um, if you were going to look back in 15 years time and go, I was a success. I'm retiring now. Mm. At 45, my age roughly. Yes, yeah, so you're 50 and you're retiring 20 years from now. And you're going to retire. I don't think any of you will retire, actually. But mm. you say you, you look back and go, oh, yeah. You sat there on your rocking chair and your white picket fence. That's probably going to be me. And you look back and go, oh, yeah, I was a success. What does success actually look like to you guys? That is a very, mm. very good question. A very good question. Ollie, do you want to go first? I, I'd say mine, my idea of that answer is changing the whole time. Yeah. It does I've, change. I've got in my in my bedroom uh, on a piece of paper my one, two, and five year goals, and my five year goals is to have um, since joining the business is to have uh, an annual income of a million pounds, is to have two kids or three kids, and to have a team of agents at the business. That's what I wrote. That work in your team. That work in my team. So a group of people that work for Benji Weinberger. Yeah, that's yeah. what I wrote down as my goals and therefore would be success. I wrote that down about 16 months ago, 17 months ago. Now, I don't know what I would write because, you know, as I'm maturing, as I'm making mistakes and learning from mistakes, I don't think it's anything to do with money, mm -hmm. personally. Um, and, you know, I learn a lot from you and listening back three or four times to um the podcast that we had with with yourself you know i think it's about um people 
mm-hmm. and experiences and life experiences and how you help other people. Hmm. I think, um, yeah. uh, something for me happened this morning actually with, with Jason. Jason listens to our podcast. This is the lawyer. This is a lawyer who very much, who was in a big corporate, um, corporate world and eight, nine weeks ago jumped and went self-employed. Stop, stop, else, stop, one second. Yeah. There's something that I want us to do as a business. I made a note on this actually. Is that I, is it a jump? Uh, good. Another good point. No. This is again yeah, my no, view. It's, cha- it's my all in view your head. changes on things. It's all in your yeah, head. No, no, now what? having done it, it's, it's taking an opportunity. It's uh, the best opportunity I think it is of a, our life. There is, yeah. There's a psychological block. But at the day one, I was like, this is a risk. So I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> is it finish a, off the story in is a it, Yeah, finish the story <laughs> in a second. We'll come back to you, I promise. Yeah. Is it a jump? Do you think that that is the correct word when choosing to make a decision? No. Because uh, for all the people that are listening to us mm. now, would you say that there's an element of risk in anything when, you, yeah. when you're sort of levelling up? Mm. But would you say it was a jump? It, it, well, you, you do want to jump in with both feet. You want to you go all in. That's your commitment. Your commi- Commitment-wise, yes. But it's not the jump you think it is, is what I would say. Okay. How do you it's analyze not, it then? I think when you're, when you're in a salaried role, in a big corporate cushy company that looks after you and sends you business and gives you clients to look after and you've got this big brand behind you because you're you know that's safe with offices all around the world and does marketing for you you're you're very safe you're very comfortable you're very cushy and you will then build up this psychological barrier in your mm. head that limits you to that you don't think you can then go out and do that they brainwash you they pay you that 30,000 pound salary a year plus commission to buy your dream away from you I want you to think about it's a very good but word. I, that was me. Great, great way to great way and to me. explain it. But when we think about the word. a word or yeah. words, because I don't want people listening to us and then going, "Hey." So are you saying we should side step the word jump? I think you think it's a side step. That's, no. a, that's an interesting one. I don't no, think I it is. Say that. No. What? What else? Um, like a. Should I tell you, you what I think it is? What? I think it's a step up. You got to step yeah. up. You got to step up yeah. to the opportunity. Yeah. yeah? You got to step up towards your goals. I went to an Anthony Robbins course for four days. It cost me a lot of money in a hotel when I was at CBRE. And at, on the last day, this is going to sound really funny. Uh, it was a very intense course. Mm-hmm. And the last day, for about an hour, we had to chant and repeat what he was saying to us back to him. Mm. And it was what? like 10 sentences over again. And one of them was, step up, step up. Taught him everything he knows. And <laughs> it's point, at the beginning... At the beginning, we had to write down things that were blocking us from doing what we really want to do. Mm. And it was like starting my own company, thinking I'm stupid. People all my life saying that you're stupid, you, sh- you should be in special needs, go and have an ADHD test, blah, blah, blah. Um, and th- it's funny he says that because that came out in the course. I well. think it's a step it's, up. I, 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 I do think it is a step up. I would, for me personally, I would That's say it. from where I was to where I am now in every aspect of my life, I've stepped up. Like right. I've sat in meetings with the office of my previous business and felt immensely proud. What? As it now, uh, you've, said, you've uh, been now, in now. Re- recently. With, your, and with Mike Frank. Yeah, and I'm like in that room thinking, wow. I've stepped uh, up. Yeah, like in, in a nice way, yes, mm-hmm. I've stepped up, looking at people in the room and I'm incredibly proud. And yeah, 100%, I would say it's a step mm-hmm. up, not, just in a, not yeah. just in a working capacity, mm-hmm. as a human. Mm-hmm. As a human, I've stepped up. But let me just go, I want to go back to this. Yeah, let's go to the we, story. We kind of fell yeah, back. Yeah. And it goes back to the, what do you want to do in 15 years? So anyway, we sat down this morning and he said to me, I le- he listened to our podcast 
all the time. Yeah, Jason. Jason. Jason left uh, and took the step up because of, what, of, of me. Really? And He's and got three kids and he listens to the podcast and he listens to what I... He, he completely related to the background of being comfortable, still working hard and getting to a good point and then take... And he, and he was like, I need to do this now. And wow. what, four or five months later, is he's he, done that. Is he shocked at what he's done in four months, four or five months? Oh, no, so he, no, so he in left a good way. like eight weeks ago. So he's just oh. started. And how's it going? He's fantastically well. He loves it already. Wow. But he's eight weeks in. But he said to me, honestly, that the moment that you spoke, because I think he related to the fact that obviously I've got a little boy and there was some, you've got mortgages, he's got three kids. You know, it's a big step. And he, and he said that was the reason why. And that, like, I've never, I've, no one's ever said that to me before. I've influenced somebody's life in a, such a positive effect. And that for me is that feeling, which I think I want to look back in 15 mm. years and not just have that feeling to Jason, ah. but for people to be able to say, thanks, Ollie, or I've influenced people in a positive way. Hopefully, a bit real estate or business in general. And it's been, I've been a positive impact in their life. So I'm going to stop you there. I think that's wicked. Mm. One final question before we finish. And you've answered yours, so you don't have to do it. Done. <laughs> you can relax now. Um, what kind of legacy, because you've said that you want to leave your legacy. Yeah. Just What kind of legacy would you guys like to leave? You don't have to, but what kind of legacy would I you like to leave? Question, so <laughs> so um, people might not want to leave a legacy per se behind, but I would like to leave something positive for my family and my what's the opposite of what's the opposite of an ancestor if i'm an ancestor to someone else offspring yeah you yeah, can say to so the next generation the few next few like the next six generations the evergoras yeah or the evergora waltons shall we say the small, she wears the trousers. Harriet. <laughs> <laughs> the small yeah. spartans so, go on. running around um so I'd, I'd like to leave something positive maybe even a book that gets handed down through the generations not one particularly nice. publicly available but like teachings by granddaddy or great granddaddy alex you know do this don't do that save your money blah 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 you know um something like that i'd like to uh, to build something that they remember me by and, and thank me for um nice. i'd also I, I didn't i didn't answer your question about the idea of success but i'd like to have my own charity one day you would know that every year i try to do something for charity um an event yorkshire three peaks or whatnot and one day i want to have my own charity and i want to have a big family that actually loves me and wants to be in my company uh, I feel like the last 10 years I have neglected my family and my friends, which is quite sad, but it's a sacrifice I feel like I've had to make to get here. Mm. So I want to make the DDRE family love you, mate. Thank you. Sometimes. A lot. <laughs> I love you too. Just not when you're on your Friend. phone. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. Let me just build upon that initially. And I think this is okay, by the way, if you're, if you're 17, 18, 19, uh, and just realizing money and the economy and Lamborghinis and, and bottle shows in a club that's okay and it does motivate you at the beginning and it did me i went through a, a, a really bad breakup and i my biggest motivation was you know like fuck you to my ex i'm going to show you and i tried to become successful um out of trying to show her like oh you're going to regret you know that one day and she was dating someone who was like a semi-pro footballer at the time so i thought shit if he goes pro he's going to have a salary of 200 grand a week i need to get to that to make her jealous that was my drive back then. But then it's changed now to something that's not very monetary. 
just passing down lessons, making sure everyone's happy in my family, and then wanting to be around me, having loads of little kids comfortably, you know, financially comfortably, uh, financially comfortable, but not like Lamborghinis, bottle shows in clubs, mm. 10 houses around the world. It's not about that. No, definitely not 100%. So now it's like family, mm. charity, cool. giving. I think that's Harriet. She's changed me. I think that's for Harriet. The better. I think that's she Harriet. has. I love Harriet's pieces. My missus, you lot haven't met her. You will, and you obviously will invite us to my wedding. Uh, she is amazing. Like she's a teacher, primary school teacher. Nice. To do that, to teach thirty kids every day, mm. you have to have so much patience 100%. and be kind and be gentle. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like I'm one of those kids still. So she's got thirty-one kids then. Thirty at school. Literally, Harry and I yeah. have got a lot in common. I've just only got twenty-three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny story. Harry actually matched on Hinge with Daniel before we met. Is that the one that you met up I with? I don't know what you said. Oh, no, no, don't sorry. tell him. Don't tell him. He's going to get upset. He'll be in this downward spiral. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> no, because no, no, no. he went on a date with my ex-girlfriend as no. well. Excuse me. Do you mind? We can edit this out, but did you actually say that? Do you mind? Why are you talking? Excuse me. Stop. Stop. Alec, chill. Right. Benji, your legacy. My legacy. Again, similar to the point that I said about my where I'm going to be in 15 years is changing. In truth, I think I'm in a period of my life at the moment where um, I'm taking a long, hard look at myself. Um, because as, as I said, a lot of change in my life has happened um, over the last two years, you know, taking the step up and reevaluating an awful lot. I'm getting married, please God we'll have kids not too long after. I think in answer to the question, my idea of what a legacy I'd wanna leave behind is, is for my immediate family um you know my kids and what i can leave for them um without going too deep into it you know i feel like that's something that i um perhaps didn't have and as i said i'm at a period where i'm learning a lot about myself um in in all different aspects so in answer to what legacy i want to leave it's something i'm probably will be able to give you an answer within the next year or so because I'm going through this you know transition of um, a lot of different things but I would say for me it's um, about my kids and what I can leave for them okay but cool. probably a year ago I would have said golf golf money football well, that's fine flashy things but it's a byproduct yeah that's it's fine it's normal okay cool what about you just quickly. My legacy. Yeah, I just, just want to have a massive impact on the industry, raise a, a healthy family, yeah. um, do things that haven't been done before. Mm. Um, Travel experience. Yeah. 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 Like I think it's quite holistic. Mm. Um, I've lived enough of, you know, I've driven sports cars and I've traveled a lot. Um, I get the most, I, the most engaged I tend to find myself in is when I'm with a group of people that I can learn from. I feel like really energized um, and shaping the future I think is really cool um, so as much as I like helping other people like from a transactional point of view and some guidance for you guys so you guys can go and build your careers I get probably more enjoyment um, in just being around things and having impacts on stuff that is much bigger than me and much more important than me. Mm. That's probably it. Yeah. Nice. Cool. 
Well, I'd like to Super. thank you, uh, like the three amigos, I mean the three uh, uh, entrepreneurs um, for their 55 minutes we've yes. gone over. Thank you very much. For thank you for everyone well, listening. Thanks, um, usually Alex would say, please pay the fee <laughs> and uh, like, subscribe and whatever. I'm just going to say, if you like it, would you mind please sharing it, subscribing and uh, leave a really nice comment. Uh, that would be great. Yeah. And if there's anyone that you know that you think should be on this podcast, please leave a comment or DM the guys. Yeah. yeah. Cool? Yeah. User129 or yours. You're on TikTok Yeah, please. As well. You've got an invite. <laughs> <laughs> and Daniel, you have to say to the jingle. Oh, and now to the jingle.